Hi, this is Tim Ard, and welcome to this edition of Along the Forest Apps Road. We're reading through our ebook series, Audibly, and we're up to chapter 17, which is titled Lemming and Bucking. I hope you're enjoying these audio sessions and you're picking up something that you might be able to use in your chainsawing endeavors. So on with chapter 17. As a tree falls, it will often brush other trees and leave broken, live limbs or dead limbs hanging in surrounding trees. Sometimes a falling tree will shoot off the stump and roll sideways or ahead, creating pressures on the limbs in the down top. In reviewing accident reports, it's evident chainsaw operators are frequently injured by falling debris immediately after felling. It is often a good idea to drop several trees prior to limbing. This will produce ample time for overhead hazards to come down. Prior to limbing, the operator should evaluate each down tree using the five-step plan and look for overhead or ground hazards around the tree. Second, the possibility of roll or twist. Third, up and down pressures. Fourth, forward or back pressure. And last, the planned cuts. A great majority of injuries attributed to chainsaw occur during limbing and bucking. Limbs and the trunk can be under great pressure with tremendous energy ready to burst forth at the slightest movement. Recognizing these pressures and understanding how to position yourself to make these cuts safely should be uppermost in your mind. Follow these guidelines for making safe limbing and bucking cuts. Whenever possible, never stand on the downhill side to limb or buck a down tree. Removing limbs may allow the tree to roll towards you. Buck or cut a tree into logs only on the uphill side of the tree. This minimizes the possibility the log could dislodge and roll over you. There may be certain situations that will force you to limb or buck from the downhill side. If you have any reason to think the tree's top or log will move, you should secure it with chocks or other means. Be sure of your footing and take your time to clear limbs, knots, and other debris from cut you cut from the tree trunk. Keep your work area relatively free of several limbs. Contacting limbs with the tip of the bar could cause kickback when you least expect it. Whenever possible, always keep the tree trunk between you and the limbs you are removing and avoid walking on the trunk to guard against it rolling and throwing you off. Limbing should always be done at full throttle and limbs should always be cut flush with the trunk if possible. If there are limb pressures that prohibit this, trim off the limbs after the log has been pulled to a better limbing position. Plan your stance. Every time you move while working in limbs and brush, it is extremely important to plan every step. Improper footing can cause you to lose your balance and fall. Moving may also attribute to loss of saw control and allow reactive forces to overcome the operator. Remember, knowing where the saw tip is at all times and bracing for the reaction, reactive forces of push-pull are the responsibility of the operator. 
If you do not take the time to plan and be aware of the reactive forces constantly, you are increasing your chance of injury. A few simple thoughts for the process. First, plant your feet firmly before accelerating the saw. Second, stop the saw chain rotation before making a move or step. Third, try to keep the tree or limb between you and the saw whenever possible. Fourth, use the saw's chain break as a parking break between movements. Fifth, remember reactive forces. Six, try to keep from extending the saw from your body and rest the saw's weight often to reduce fatigue. 7. Point the tip and bar angle away from you. Stand to the side of the bar. 8. Never cross the saw in front of you if possible. Change your position. 9. Keep your body at least 45 degrees from the bar tip. And 10. Take breaks to reduce your fatigue. Here are a few special cuts that can be used when limbing and bucking. The limb lock. Back and side pressures or limbs can be handled using a limb lock. If limbs have back pressure on them, they can severely injure or kill an operator when they are severed from the tree. A good technique to use with limbs under pressure is a limb lock. The purpose of the limb lock is to prevent a limb under pressure from kicking back and striking the operator's legs or body or pinching the saw. The first cut is made on either the top side or bottom side of the limb. Top and bottom refer to top and bottom of the limb as if the tree were standing up. It is preferable to make the first cut on the side that with compression and the second cut on the side with tension. The first cut on the limb is made close to the trunk of the tree and the second cut on the opposite side of the limb is made slightly above and parallel to the first cut. It is important that the two cuts are parallel to the trunk and bypass each other so all fibers in the limb are severed. This cut will create a step in the limb that will prevent the limb from kicking back and hitting the operator. This is similar to the way in which a raised back cut on the stump prevents the butt of a tree from kicking back over the stump. The Top Lock Up and down pressures of the tree tops and butts off the ground create pressure on the stem that can be handled with a top lock. If the stem of the tree is under pressure, a top lock can be used to prevent the top from kicking up and striking the operator. The first cut of a top lock is made on the side of the tree that is under compression. The second cut is made on the side of the tree that is under tension. This prevents pinching the saw. The placement of the top and bottom cuts depend on whether you want the top or butt held in place. If the top cut is made closer to the top of the tree and the bottom cut is made closer to the butt, the severed top will lock under the log. If the top cut is made closer to the butt of the tree and the bottom cut is made closer to the top, then the top holds the log down. Both cuts must be bypassed each other, so all the fibers in the trunk are severed. Tongue and Groove If there is danger of a tree or log rolling, a tongue and groove cut can be used. 
To make the tongue and groove, a bore cut is made through the center of the trunk of the branch. Then up and back cuts, up and down cuts, are made on the side of the trunk or log that is closer to the butt of the tree. Each of these cuts should bypass the bore cut, but should not meet. With all fibers severed, the tongue and groove will prevent the tree or log from rolling and will hold it firmly in place until skidding equipment moves it to the landing. This technique works great in harvesting on steep terrain where bucked logs could roll downhill. A mismatch cut. <clears throat> this simple offset cut can be used in many ways and in many situations. It can slow or even eliminate binds and quick movements of a limb or trunk section. This cut also works great when sectioning limbs from a bucket or climbing. The cut allows the small wood piece to be severed but not disconnect until the operator is ready. Offset the cuts on either side of the stem. Make sure the two cuts bypass each other or mismatch. Then light pressure will separate the fibers between the cuts and the two pieces are severed. Bucking a tree into logs. Bucking involves cutting the tree into specific log lengths. Bucking presents numerous challenges for the operator depending on how the tree trunk is positioned on the ground. If the tree or log is flat on the ground, cut down from the top side of the trunk or log. Take care not to cut through and into the ground. If this is a possibility, slide a plastic wedge or a piece of wood under the trunk or log where the cut will be made. This will keep the chain from coming into contact with the ground. If the chain begins to bind in the cut, insert a wedge on the top of the log to keep the saw kerf open. If the tree or log is supported only on one end or has an upward curve, make the first cut about a third, one-third of the way through the trunk or log from the underneath side. Finish the cut from the upper side so that both cuts meet. This helps avoid pinching the bar and chain. If the tree or log is supported on both ends but is free in the middle or has a downward curve, make the first cut above about halfway through the trunk or log from the top side. Finish with a second cut from the underneath side. The two cuts should meet. If a wedge is inserted in the top saw curve, the cut can be made one pass from the top. If there's a trunk that's elevated above the ground, a notch and hinge can be used to lower the trunk and top to the ground with complete control. Depending on the pressures within the trunk or log, a notch is made on the top or bottom of the trunk. A bore cut is then made to set up a hinge behind the notch. The trunk or log is now readily ready to be back cut. The use of the hinge will allow the trunk or log to be lowered to the ground slowly with complete control. There is little likelihood of the trunk moving in an unexpected direction since it is still attached to the hinge. Well, that concludes Chapter 17. We appreciate you dropping by along the Forest Apps Road podcast series. And this is Tim Ard wishing you good sawing.